4: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Dear Own Wilson podcast. It's your boy Blair back again for another hot, fresh week. Yeah, baby. Oh my God. LA is so hot. It's 91 degrees for the next 10 days. I can't even believe it. I'm sweltering. I need to get rich so I don't have to use portable air conditioners anymore. Oh my God. The hose on my portable air conditioner became dislodged and I had to become a scientist to put it back together and take apart the whole thing because there are no like little clips or fasteners on there, you know? just came sort of loosely unscrewed, uninterested over the years. Oh, (laughs) I need to be rich. I want central air. That's my goal here. Central air to make great art that will provide me central air. Is that too much to ask? the planet is on fire anyway let's forget about it with a great episode of the show with one of my dearest friends that I just love so much I think this man is like such a joyful person with who's so funny he has done so many great things David Bory, obsessed with him you guys know him you love him Um, from the all fantasy everything podcast comedy central special Conan he's the voice of comedy central he's my buddy I love him hilarious Please enjoy this episode, Uh, we had a great time, so much fun. Also, I want to tell you I will be doing an hour in Los Angeles at Dynasty Typewriter September. 7th at 7 30 p.m it's a wednesday and the link for that will be in the show notes of this episode as well as the dynasty typewriter website as well as my link tree in the bio of all my social media so please come out to that and support i rarely get to do an hour in la and this will also be a fundraiser for abortion we will be donating to an abortion fund most of, if not all, of the proceeds. So come out, support. There's nothing better than raising money for a great cause and enjoying art. And I'll probably have a few very funny friends with me. So you don't want to miss that. Come out. Spend time with me. I love you. Also, follow me at Blair Sockie, B-L-A-I-R-S-O-C-C-I, on any platforms if you want to see my shit. Also, yeah, leave a comment DM me, post about it Leave a review, you guys Your reviews mean so much to me I say this every week But if you feel called It makes a huge difference Appreciate your support God bless And I hope you have a great week And I hope we get to have fun together on this episode Amen, bitch hello everyone and welcome back to the dear owen wilson podcast with your host blair saki that's me bitch you guys do i have an episode for you today oh my god this is gonna fry your eyelashes off i have my friend comedy tycoon you know him from the All Fantasy Everything podcast, from every comedy thing that an excellent comedian could do. Comedy Central, the voice of Comedy Central, Conan, Half Hour. You name it, bitch. He's everywhere. I'm so happy to introduce him. Please welcome my friend, David Bory, everybody.
1: Hey! Hey! You gotta come in hot so they know.
4: Oh my god, they <laughs> have to know. You guys have to know. David, how know. are I'm you? Hot.
1: I'm so good. I'm in Canada right now. How are you?
4: What are you doing in Canada? Just fucking around. What city?
1: <laughs> I'm in Winnipeg, Manitoba.
4: Oh shit, i never been to Winnipeg or Mon- Manitoba.
1: You're missing out. They have... There's a Tony Roma's <laughs> right next to a Red Lobster. Oh, my God. I
4: love both it, of those places. Close to my heart. I knew
1: you would. <laughs> I knew you would.
4: <laughs> um, So, you're doing a weekend there. Uh, how is it? Fun or... Uh, it's very
1: Canadian. Sure, it's, sure. It's nice. My hotel has a water slide, but also pay phones. So, I don't really know... <laughs> what to make of it
4: that sounds like they're living in the 90s high time 90s there
1: but if you'd have see if you'd have told me in the 90s hey one day you're gonna come to canada and stay in a place that has water slides and payphones I'd have been like yeah everything's going according to plan
4: yeah you would have been like (sighs) wow my life works out very well
1: yeah it's like exactly what i wanted (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, they say you're supposed to live in the end. Like, um, everything I read on my spiritual texts that I am constantly observing, they all say um, <laughs> that you are <laughs> supposed to <laughs> just be happy as if you already have everything that you want. I mean, what else do I want? What else do you want, David? I want to know what you want. I,
1: I, I feel like I don't have enough socks.
4: Right. Well, I there's just, an easy fix. Holy shit.
1: I but I that's what I worry about is I keep buying them and then I run out. Like it's just like a never-ending hole that I can't fill. It's like trying to get love, you know, right. like you can't fill it up. I have like a sock-shaped hole in my heart. So that bums me out. <laughs>
4: Whoa, that took a um, dark turn. I didn't know that the socks was going to pivot that way. But yeah, no, I actually really get what you're saying. Comedians, if you're, um, you know, just a civilian listener tuning in right now, we have to buy an exorbitant amount of socks and underwear, like probably five times as a regular person because he travels so much that, you know, you, you need them.
1: Yeah, it's a big it's like a big thing that weighs heavily on my mind.
4: Right, and but um, other than
1: that, I'm pretty good. <laughs> exactly.
4: Oh, I love hearing that. Yeah, see, I, I see, I feel like I'm, I'm good on socks, but I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe I should get like a house or a husband.
1: Oh, I think about those, not in that order, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess nobody, we're, we're, we're millennials. Nobody has a house. You're fine.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually think like it's crazy, but I've been being like, oh, my life is so good. I'm so happy lately, despite like the world being on fire. And then sometimes I feel uh guilty, like, I don't know, am I allowed to be happy uh, because other people are unhappy, which, um, yeah, that's that's
1: why you got to do it. You got to hold it down.
4: Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I do everyone. feel that's an evolved spiritual perspective, David. You're right. I have to show these people.
1: You have to be the light. That's And just yeah, shit sucks if you can be happy. Why why, why it, you know, there was always going to be reasons to be sad. I don't know, man. I'm not trying to get caught like that.
4: <laughs> yeah, sorry. I took it there. I love to take it there.
1: I appreciate that about you. <laughs>
4: Um, it's been so long since I've seen you, since I haven't, I haven't been, um, just randomly FaceTiming you, uh, you know, you're the only person that I do that to, and I've only done it, like, two times.
1: I appreciate that so much more. I thought it was just, like, you were just, like, scrolling through, and you're like, I didn't know, I, like, I really appreciate that.
4: No, no, actually, you're the only person that I think I've ever FaceTimed in my life because most of my (laughs) friends try to FaceTime me and I just decline and then I'll call them back.
1: Yeah, I get that. It's like a lot of uh, it's very it's a lot when you because sometimes you just especially during pandemic, you would just be in the house having not been perceived for like days and then (laughs) somebody been perceived. You know what I mean? And then somebody fucking facetimes you, like in your <laughs> shit, like that is like, it's like a, it's like zero to a hundred.
4: No, you're welcoming them into your home.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
4: In an unprepared state, it's really yeah. intimate. But yeah, that just is a testament to how I feel about you.
1: I appreciate that greatly. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna facetime you randomly one day. You're not, you're never gonna see it coming.
4: I never do. I don't see most things coming. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, God, it's just really exciting to have you on the show today. I do have a podcast now. Crazy, and um.
1: I know you're doing you're doing big things, and you're on a cartoon. I feel like both of those are vision board things for you.
4: Oh, thank you! You're you're on a cartoon too, and you have a, a very big podcast, a famous yeah, one.
1: But I wanted to, I wanna I wanted to work at the gas station. So this is all just crazy <laughs> for me. This is all pretty good. <laughs>
4: Um. Well, you were an absolute star on the live show, so it's really uh great, and we're a, a huge get for us over here at the and Wilson oh, headquarters. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, big Everybody get.
1: at HQ was revved up about it.
4: Yeah, my team, our team, twenty people has been pounding down your door to get you on here. So it's really great. It's really great. It's a huge relief. A big win for us. Oh, I'm um, glad
1: it was this or Theo Vaughn's podcast, <laughs> so I had to choose one. <laughs>
4: Okay, so without further ado If you might, uh, please Read your letter
1: Okay, do I say who it is Or do I just start? No,
4: you launch in We'd like that to be our reveal
1: Okay, I respect that, that's good It's only one minute, it's like maybe 105, is that okay?
4: David You don't need any prerequisites What you bring here is gold
1: God, I love how open you guys are All right, here I go. What up, G? Damn, I miss you. Since you've been gone, these rich people have been steady pretending like they don't need working class comic relief to get their jokes off. Friends grew into sex in the city and sex in the city grew into girls and blah 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 blah. Now we all got to deal with Lena Dunham. I miss you a lot, but I love that you've gone on to what I assume are bigger and better things. In a show that was deemed for us, you were always the one for me. I was never as cool as Will or as whack as Carlton. I wasn't an overachiever like Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv and I definitely wasn't as stylish and popular as Hillary or as cute and naive as Ashley but a hilarious dude with an odd past and a lot of weird secrets you were right up my alley (laughs) (laughs) despite being annoyed by them you always did right by the Banks family no matter what you never let your disappointment with your lot in life cloud your service or your commitment to duty and I think that's admirable as hell thanks for showing me that the main ones aren't necessarily the best ones and holding it down for all the weirdos out there.
4: Hell yeah. And uh, we just want to confirm uh, that this is indeed a letter to Jeffrey from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
1: Yes, Jeffrey Barbara Butler is his full name.
4: (laughs) Jeffrey Barbara Butler. Wow. I love to become educated on this podcast.
1: Good, good, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm dropping hard facts. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, Jeffrey did have a great attitude, and he was a great man with lots of fun secrets. I like that, um, that description.
1: Yeah, he was so much fun, and you just like he was very reliable in a weird way. Like you'd just be like, oh wait, Jeffrey's an incredible dancer. I didn't know that. Oh. Jeffrey was sparring partners with Chuck Norris. I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> he's a disgraced Olympic athlete. I had no idea. Like, he just could do anything.
4: Wow, you're so right. God, I loved that show so much when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, it's in my heart. Like, it's like, it's I it's my only, I don't think I have a lot of parasocial relationships, but I definitely had one with the Banks family growing up.
4: Yeah, they were so cool. Um, Will, Ooh, I loved, I loved See, Will. I'm never. I as I get older,
1: I'm less and less of a Will guy, and not before. I thought that before. Oh recent sure, events.
4: oh sure. No, David. no, 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 no. Oh sure. <laughs> no, All no, no, no. Right now, you turn on him
1: when the rest <laughs> of the world turns their back on him. <laughs> I've always like so. I always like Carlton. I don't. Will is charming and he's hot, but okay. He's just this charming, hot, athletic dude. Carlton was like a good friend. Like Carlton was like a good person to Will. He was gonna shoot that guy. Will would have never shot anybody for Carlton. Will was always kind of mean. It. He just. It always felt like. You know that movie, The Blind Side. <laughs> yes. It always felt like Will got blindsided. Like, you could have got a lot of shitty dudes from South Philly. You got, like, a hot one who was incredible at basketball and, like, world-class good looks. Like, okay. Carlton was little. He had it hard, man.
4: <laughs> Look, one thing I like about you is that you value loyalty. Um, it's heavy for me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, same for, same for me. And so you are adding other dimensions that I have not considered in a long time, such as Carlton's <laughs> deep loyalty that could be obscured uh, to some by his sweater vest.
1: Yeah, and his stature.
4: <laughs> you know what? And I said this, but I don't mind a short man, David. Nor should you. I don't mind a short man at all because a lot of short men have a big presence.
1: Yes, yes. And they give big presents.
4: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I love a
1: big present. Tall guys, Uh, they don't even know what to, what are you going to buy up there? You don't even see what's going on. We're on the streets.
4: That's true. And because, and I've always said this about people that are too good looking also, they've never had to cultivate, you know, a depth or a character or a pizzazz or X factor. So they remain sort of middle of the road on personality, nothing to be dazzled by.
1: Right. But every now and again, you do get somebody who breaks that mold. And like for a second, you want to kill that person. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when you meet like a hot person who is just very charming and like thoughtful and nice. And you're like, well, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to take you out.
4: Yeah, more more for me. I'm the opposite. I'm like, I'm going to have to stay very far away from you because I don't know what you could do to me or, or my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, <don't> pre- want- <laughs> <laughs> I, I prefer a 300 foot radius from you.
1: I get that. I get that. I get you could definitely I've had a hot dude torpedo my life.
4: (laughs) Really? Just like as
1: just one of my friends when we were younger, he was just like a really bad guy, but he was really cool. And then I was hanging out with him and then I got in a bunch of trouble.
4: Sure, sure. That can happen. happen. That can happen easily. You can fall to the whimsical charms of some of these people.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at stand up comedians. It happens all the time.
4: Oh, you're telling me, brother. (laughs) 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 I am. I pray to God, Mother Mary, every day deliver me. Get me to the other side of this. Uh, You got to get
1: out of these comedian streets. It's no good.
4: No, no, it's sure not. And that is something you learn quickly with age. And I say, I'm just looking for a, a, a nice man who... Would like to just have a home and yeah, um,
1: I just want a sweet Canadian lady who I can get free health care off of, and we just like live by a lake of some sort,
4: David. I am dying to live by a motherfucking lake.
1: Who isn't? It's the best thing to live by, or the ocean. I could live by the ocean or a lake, I think.
4: Yeah, ocean's good, also. I did grow up like. Uh, by the ocean and but like i feel like a lake is there's something so pure about it
1: do you also feel like a lake is like more it's more manageable because like the ocean is so vast it's like can't be contained <laughs> but like a lake you could like like i just went to a lake in north dakota and like
4: north dakota what were you doing there
1: Uh, No, which one is the one where Mount Rushmore is?
4: Oh God, I don't know.
1: Uh, Whichever Dakota, I went to a lake by Mount Rushmore, and I was like swimming, and then like two of my friends, they just swam across the lake. Like it was very, it's like very manageable. Whereas the ocean, it's just you could get, you could die in it. Oh, you will die. Yeah, it will. It will control you.
4: Wait, did you see Mount Rushmore?
1: Yeah, I did. I got a picture of it and everything.
4: Whoa, you have to send it to me. I've always wondered what that, I've always, you know, I've had this fictional idea that that exists in my mind where I'm like, I know that exists, but does it really exist? That's crazy.
1: It's super real. It's not as exciting when you see it in real life. I am going to send you this picture, though. It's, it's, it's It's not the top of my landmarks that I've seen, but it's it's per- It's worth it it's worth it to go see if you're doing a comedy show if Rapid you're in the City. area
4: you can swing by
1: yeah just pass through just do a pop in
4: take a dip in the lake swim yeah, across
1: cool off baby <laughs> cool off <laughs>
2: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
0: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that?
4: Okay, well, I do have to get into this hard-hitting interview that my listeners depend on me for. So, David, it's just really just so great to have you on the show because you're now a three-time guest and in the Owen Wilson Hall of Fame. And, wow, I'm glad you picked Jeffrey. Because finally, someone I'm intimately familiar with, like, honestly, I you can imagine some of these people, these uh, guests write letters to like, I have never seen Superman. I've never watched. Marvel. I have never watched a Marvel movie. So you can imagine how much legwork a lot of these interviews are a lot of late you- nights at the office.
1: You've never watched a Marvel movie?
4: No, I have, but I don't remember any of them or whatever. Yeah. And I was, it was like a man making me or something. I don't know. I tried understand. to relate I can't, to them.
1: I can't see them. Like when all the action starts, it's too, my eyes like clay. I don't know how to explain yeah. it, but I, it's hard for me to take them in. And I just don't give a shit.
4: I, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I feel like you just express that perfectly articulated how i feel perfectly um but i don't actually know much about nerd shit so i can't relate that well but that's, um that's why
1: i fuck with you i <laughs> i'm
4: I don't, a jock yeah, i don't know I don't, about nerd shit
1: i don't give a shit about nerds at all i can barely type this whole shit sucks like Why are we talking about fucking superheroes? They wear pajamas. This is dumb.
4: Oh, God. You're speaking my language, pal. Okay. (laughs) Okay, David, please help me with a little conspiracy. Uh, Jeffrey is known for his absolutely crushing one-liner retorts. Who, in your opinion, did Jeffrey hate the most in the Banks family and why?
1: (sighs) Who did he hate the most? He loved Ashley the most. He hated I think it is a toss up. I think Hillary actually.
4: <gasps> yeah, you're I right. I think
1: Hillary was the one cuz he just didn't seem to have like a lot of There was one episode where he said that like he said something alluding to like I don't raise any fools like talking about Hillary. So he uh-huh. loved he loved her like he loved all of them. I just think I think he was annoyed the most by Hillary because she also asked the most of him.
4: Sure. Sure. Demanding. She was quite demanding always
1: for stupid shit.
4: Yeah, that's got to be that had to have been hard for Jeffrey to have um, a child demanding uh, spoiled shit from him.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't. I
4: don't think he liked that. I have an idea of who you're going to say, but follow up question. Who did you hate most in the Banks family? I know this is a kill your darling situation, so yeah, I apologize. I don't, I don't
1: I don't love it.
4: I know I'm sorry to it's put a, you in this uh, sinister scenario.
1: It's a real Sophie's choice.
4: Yes, it is.
1: <laughs> <sighs> uh, I mean I hand, gun to my head.
4: Yeah, gun to your head. There's a gun to your head right now.
1: I hate the newest, the the, the second Aunt Viv the most.
4: Oh, right, which I feel is a very valid answer because that was just, like, indefensible. It was so move.
1: insane because, like, okay, you change the actress. That sucks. But now this new one is, like, whack. Like, old Aunt Viv was a dancer and a professor and a lawyer. And the new Aunt Viv was like, where's the baby?
4: Yeah, and also like the sheer charisma on original Aunt Viv was astounding.
1: It was amazing. She was popped
4: off the screen.
1: Oh, yeah. She was always wearing scarves. And the new Aunt Viv, they just made her like, they made her like, the new Aunt Viv, they made her like Uncle Phil's wife. Like that was like her job. And old Aunt Viv was like her own character.
4: Right. Okay. A feminist David Bory. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I got it, yeah. <laughs> I'm a feminist, I'm a I'm but not like one of those guys who says
4: I'm a feminist. No, no, sure, sure. No, we would flags. never beg you for that. We would never <laughs> peg you for that. But also also thank you for reminding me of red flags because I do need to keep them in the forefront of you my gotta, mind.
1: Yeah. Make a Google note or something. You gotta keep <laughs> you gotta stay on it.
4: My friends wish for me to stay on it more (laughs) than I do. Um, uh, According to Lucian Wickles, Jeffrey from Fresh Prince's full name is Jeffrey Butler. Very interesting that his last name is Butler, since he is, in fact, a butler. But that's not the only mysterious thing. Lucian is on this case?
1: (laughs) Yes. Okay.
4: Jeffrey... It's I am glad that he a... made
1: the move too. I wasn't sure that if you leveled up, I was worried that you had maybe left him behind. Or like, you know what oh, I mean?
4: I was oh, like, I'm gonna forget where I came from. I some
1: like, people do. Like you're over here at iHeartMedia, you got a 20 person team now. I just don't know.
4: <laughs> no, I, this show was built on the back of Lucian Wickles out of the Kern River, um, loves Mountain Dew and cargo shorts. And I will never forsake Lucian, even though he is. Really mean to me a lot of the times. Does he drink um, those
1: new Mountain Dews? Have you seen they've got a lot of new ones?
4: No, he sticks to his um, straight old. One time I got him a Code Red and he threw it in my face.
1: That's actually the right response, though. That shit is nasty. <laughs>
4: yeah, but I was not prepared to be covered in Code Red that day. You know, but... Whoever
1: um, is. Yeah,
4: whoever is prepared to be covered in Code Red. That's... You're right. That's true. Um, <laughs> okay, well, that's not the only mysterious thing. Jeffrey is spelled with a motherfucking G. Would you say that your love of Jeffrey influenced the spelling of your last name, which also has an enigmatic G at the front of it?
1: I would say it didn't hinder it. <gasps> you know, I would say it didn't hurt it. I've known... Jeffrey's name, probably about as long as I've known my own last name. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) When did did the Fresh Prince premiere, like 1989 or something? (laughs) So, like, maybe even longer I've known Jeffrey's name than my own last name. So, I think that... Right, you
4: knew it in utero.
1: Yeah. I think that... So, like, I think there is... I don't think it influenced it, but I think it did draw me to him yes
4: sure Yeah, okay you recognize a kinship there was something uh, very deeply held in comedy uh, in common with the G
1: yeah also comedy (sighs) because he's so so funny
4: (laughs) he is so funny he was like the quickest and the zippiest on that show definitely for sure
1: and he would just like come in a room and like drop a bomb and then leave and I was always like that's what I want to just come in a room be hilarious and not have to answer for it (laughs)
4: Oh, my God. Yes, you're right. That's a dream. You know, that's something I was just thinking about is, like, Jeffrey was so funny with his posture and stuff. Carlton. Then we had Will. There was a lot of physical comedy on that show.
1: There was a lot of physical comedy. Even Hillary was very, And I love physical like, comedy. Hillary was very physical. You should get into more into physical comedy. Do you do act-outs? <laughs> Have you considered uh, act-outs?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i actually do a lot of act outs i'm very physical i might some could even say i could be st- stand to be less physical
1: <laughs> no no you gotta go there I, your like your a heart tornado
4: on stage
1: i respect that because i'm like a, am like a statue sometimes i'll just like be leaning against the wall in the back and then be like i don't think i've moved for 20 minutes
4: no, that's cool though because you know you're cool as a cucumber and you can just uh do your your work without all the theatrics.
1: No, but I like the theatrics.
4: I just- <laughs> I, I'm just an unhinged woman and it just all comes out, you know.
1: That's very good though. I I like <laughs> that about you.
4: <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um so Jeffrey Butler is actually we have not spoken of uh, the real person's name. Jeffrey Butler is actually played by a man named Joseph Marcel, according to Lucian Wickles. Are you actually David Bory or is that just a character you have been playing for a long time?
1: No, David Bory died in the desert eight years ago.
4: <laughs> I
5: eight years
1: ago. <laughs> Yeah, I had, I assumed his identity, started doing stand-up. Co- oh, I guess it would have been 12 years ago. How long have I been doing stand-up? I assumed his identity, and I took it. I am actually David Torrey, which is similar. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's similar. It's very lucky that I found this guy.
4: Uh, wait, so you're actually David Tory, but you killed a man, or you just found him dead, and then I you assumed his dead, identity? I found him dead,
1: and then I assumed his identity. He was on his way to a gig. He was on the top seat of a mega bus. And he was just dehydrated. He had been drinking too much Code Red, not enough water. It dried him out. Oh, my God. in the desert.
4: Taking a sip right as we speak.
1: Yeah, come on. This is already... I'm taking a swig. I did this off screen, you know?
4: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm taking a swig of my electrolyte to infuse uh, water at uh, at that mention because, you know, I'm not trying to have anyone assume my identity, but... Yeah, it, I am glad that worked out so seamlessly for you. That that seems so, well, not a hiccup to be found in sight.
1: You know, I lead a charmed life.
4: <laughs> you sure do. Um, so uh, you did assume this I- identity. Is there anyone else you would ever wish to be or, or no?
1: Me personally?
4: Yeah, like, is there anyone else on earth?
1: I would. Like to be like now, or like, can <laughs> I pick somebody from a different time and be them in that time?
4: You could pick anything on earth you want. I guess that I
1: it, it, it took a lot of work to grow into liking this. I don't really want to, I don't really want to have to reset. I get, uh, I would like to. Oh, Ben Wallace when the Pistons won. <laughs> okay. I just thought he was so cool. He had that crazy, scary afro member that was everywhere, right. and just like that era. So Ben
4: Wallace when the I Pistons. I actually run. do remember this from my childhood.
1: Yeah, it was a big. It was a big deal. He was. He just like he was like the He was like the wildest looking basketball player. Like I remember yeah, when he yeah. first came. I was like, whoa, that guy. I think is cool. Right. So yeah, Ben Wallace. Yes. Uh Larry Johnson on the running rebels. It's probably a lot of basketball players that I would pick.
4: I love drawing our tests. Uh, which ha! which I as a child. <laughs> which I think makes a lot of sense, honestly, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Did you? I I would like to think you loved him before his antics, like you were just drawn to him for some reason, and then you found out about his antics, or was it like antics first?
4: Well, like, so I grew up like an athlete and all that world, and like I knew. Yeah, know you were the number what,
1: one downhill skier in California. Oh my for your god, age you're group. my only
4: friend that knows that.
1: <laughs> I you're still saved in my <laughs> phone as Snowbiz. <laughs>
4: I love that for us. Um, No, but I, I just remember being in sports and like how... So they always... They instill in you like discipline and rules like in how you can't do anything because of the team. Like you have to put the team first and all these things. And so I've always had this fascination of like people who just behave insanely in professional sports because I'm like, they are literally doing... Like self sabotaging the hell, start like the stakes of a fist fight in professional sports are so high. It's like, I don't know, 50 grand or like getting suspended or like any of these things. So I'm like, oh, they're really doing it. And so it's compelling.
1: You're 100% right. Being like, man, I think about that so much with even with guys like Rodman and stuff, where it's like being an iconoclast in sports is like, you can't do that. It's not. Sports isn't set up like that. It's set up to completely toe the line all the time. So, yeah, yeah, when you see guys like that or even guys like AB and stuff where it's, like, I think that he probably does have problems. But to, like, go against that whole thing is, like... So wild. And you're right. Ron Artest has just been fighting from the beginning.
4: (laughs) Well, because, like, I mean, it's sad because you do see some people burn it all down, like, you know, like, Chad Ochocinco and, like, these people. Did he, though? Did he? he, How fun was he to watch for a couple of years? He was amazing. And he's still doing
1: okay, like. Some guys, like Michael Beasley, where you're like, oh, it didn't end up okay. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Ocho Cinco, he's still got his money. He's doing that weird podcast thing with Brandon
4: Marshall. Like, I think his life is pretty okay. Yeah, but then you see, like... um Yeah, I just love, I was always amazed at those people who are able to exist in an ecosystem where they literally just did not follow any of the rules and the rest of the people in the system are just following the rules to the death because they're so petrified, you know?
1: It's amazing. It's like, it's like, you know what it is? They're athletes, but they're living like they're artists. And that's like, exactly.
4: That's, that's, it's so fun to watch.
1: Yeah, it's like really interesting. I I'm with you on that 100. percent
4: But I also would not want to be on their team because I would be. It would just be annoy the shit out of me and be selfish and annoying. But I love watching as a spectator.
1: Yeah, I get that. Like, and some of those guys, as many of those guys, I think are cool. A lot of them, I think, are like not. Like, I was never like a big. Terrell Owens guy like I that always got yes. on my nerves. you know what I mean so it's like a lot of them are like nah I don't wanna
4: he would have been so annoying to be on a team with
1: yeah it would have been the worst it would have been really bad
4: yeah when I was in high school like I'm such a different person I'm like so much more chill now I can't but I like I would get red cards and yellow cards like all the time <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> that's you're just passionate
4: No, I was just like raised like an animal. Like I was just raised (laughs) like a boy. And you know what I mean? Like, and so like, I would just like yell at the ref or like, I'd always get in trouble. Like I, these girls, cause like I was so small and these girls were so much bigger than me. They'd always like talk shit to me. And then like, I would never start it, but I would always finish it. And I'd get in trouble every time.
1: It's so crazy because your life as an elite athlete sounds like you just grew up in jail.
4: <laughs> I mean, it was far from jail, white kid in Orange County, but yeah, but, I know but what just you're like saying. This,
1: like this mentality that you're describing is like wild. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the stakes were weird and different, but like. The, the the level that you were playing at the game at, it seems very, you feel institutionalized.
4: <laughs> you're not the first person to tell me that. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, institutionalized. Um, anyway, okay. Oh, God, this is too fun. I'm already getting sad. It's like when you're eating a really good meal and you're like getting sad before it's over. Oh, okay. I That's how I feel mean. right now.
1: We still got some more shrimp, though. Don't worry. Yeah,
4: you're right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Lucian geniusly uncovered that Jeffrey actually used to be a professional runner prior to becoming an international icon for the downtrodden worker after going to work for the Banks family. Uh, Like all of us, Jeffrey famously fantasized about winning the lottery and getting the hell out of Bel Air. David, what secret job did you have in your past that the public may not know about? Follow up, what will you do with the money if you win the lottery?
1: Oh, okay. I mean, I had so many jobs before. I worked at a casino. What did you do at I, the I casino? Wo- it's like hard to explain. I was a corporation banker, uh, which means that I basically played baccarat, three-card poker, blackjack, and... uh. Pai poker, double hand poker. Whoa! I basically just played. I I banked so you're a card all the games. Shark? I never knew so that about you. I don't like gambling, but I know how to play. Yeah, like I had to memorize the blackjack hit chart and like all those kinds of things. Yeah. Should we play, play poker cards. sometime? <laughs> uh I didn't play. I did But but like D- Pai P- Gow. Have you ever seen Pai Gow? It's way different than. It's like different than like Omaha. It's like two hands. And it's a rotating, it's super Chinese, but yeah, we, I, yeah, I could play.
4: No, no, I don't but know like, shit about gambling because I've never had enough money to do it recreationally.
1: You're not missing out. It's like a very dark, dark hole. Uh, what other? I used to, I did condo maintenance for a couple of years. Uh, you know, I, I worked at a car wash. I had a lot of gas station jobs. I worked at a call center. Oh, I worked Just at a call like center like once. Were, Brutal it's so bad it's so bad their
4: people are so Uh, mean holy shit
1: yeah and it's just like i found out that our what we were selling was kind of a scam so at first i was really good at it and then i found out it was kind of a scam and it was like we sold shit to old people so they'd always be like as soon as i get my social security check i'm gonna pay you and then like once i found out it was bad i just went down downhill
4: yeah, I oh my god, that's like um the original uh Jen Shaw of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. She was just pleaded guilty to having all these shell businesses that defrauded old people like that.
1: I mean, it's it's a pretty easy way to get some dough. Just to I catch think. you up.
4: I'm not Just to catch you up, but she did live in a huge house in Salt Lake City. And her husband was a special teams coach at University of Utah. And we were all like, why does she live in like a 20,000 square foot house when she doesn't yeah. have a job?
1: Yeah. And special teams does not pay like that.
4: <laughs> it does not.
1: Can I say also for the record, I never had a special teams coach once growing up that I liked.
4: Really? Oh, they're all bitter because they only have such a a little portion of the job. I got that feeling. And just like, especially our high
1: school special teams coach, he was just such a dick. What position were you, David? I was a defensive tackle. They, I played offense. I played guard until I got to high school, and then I was good enough at D-tackle, and I just hated off- offensive line sucks, so they let me just play defense. But as a kid, you got to play both ways. And then I wrestled, yeah. but I was better at wrestling, but I, don't, I didn't like it very much.
4: Oh my god, emotional. wrestling always looks so awful. It looks so not fun.
1: It's I, not fun. It's super emotional. Like, you, like you, people were always crying and stuff like that. I, I wrestled till from, like, fifth grade to, like, freshman year, and then I quit after freshman year.
4: I just think about, like, the adrenaline in your body where you're, like, fighting for your life. It just does not seem fun.
1: Yeah, and then it'd be like, you worked so hard all week, and then you lost. It was just on you. And what made me not want to do it is my high school team yeah we had freshman team sophomore team and jv and i made jv which was cool as a freshman but then i just had to wrestle a bunch of guys who like they were like the size of men oh my god and i was like not. i was just like a i was just like a chubby kid so it really just was like it was just like a really brutal season and i didn't like it that much like wrestling practice people were always puking and stuff and i was like this can't be worth it
4: that sounds literally awful. I I never would want to wrestle. I always and like you get ringworm and shit and yeah, it's just cauliflower
1: ear. And like the best you that's also what I thought is like the best, like all my wrestling coaches walked funny Because <gasps> cause they had been wrestling forever. So they all walked like goofs. It was not good.
4: Oh yeah. Oh, that's a bad sport. Not a good sport. No. I'm it's glad really you're bad. out of that. Um
0: We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu.
4: Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We forgot to say follow up question. What will you do with the money if you won the lottery since Jeffrey wanted to win the lottery? Oh,
1: how much how much do I win?
4: I have really no idea, but let me just say, how about I just take a stab at fifty four million? Fifty
1: four million? Yeah. I'd buy like a, I'd buy like, I'd buy a a regular house and a vacation house, and then like all the stuff to fill that. So like jet skis and four wheelers and stuff.
4: Oh my god!
1: I don't know, man. I'd probably just like give it to my sisters and parents or something.
4: Wow, you're a good person. Can I go? Can I ride on your ATVs with you?
1: Yeah, sure. I will have a bunch in different colors.
4: Yeah, can we go? We'll go uh, hogging, riding on those things. Yeah, we can go hogging. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, we'll definitely go hogging. I'm inviting myself over to your compound.
1: Yeah, come on over. We'll go hogging. Um, We can barbecue. It'll be a good day.
4: (laughs) Oh God, I love to barbecue, barbecue and hogging in the same day. You kidding me?
1: Blessed. Hashtag blessed. Do people still say that?
4: Oh, I don't know, but you can say anything you want. It's a free country, sort of. Not really, but. um,
1: No, it's kind of. I don't know.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I don't know if uh, you know this about me because you do not have your own Lucian Wickles, but. I have harbored an unwavering 20-year crush on Will Smith, no matter what news story comes out about him or if he plays <laughs> the genie in the live-action Aladdin or if he slaps someone and everyone turns on him. My flame for him never dies. Uh, nothing it. can get in the way of me and Will. And um, as my dear friend, my question for you is, have you ever thought about having sex with Will Smith or at least having a fulfilling long-term relationship with him?
1: Uh, I met him one time, and he—I he, don't know how to explain this. He seemed very horny.
4: What? Why is that a bad quality? That I'm not. Is, I'm just saying
1: is... what I'm, I'm just saying what happened. Oh my god! I just got so defensive. I know. Like, <laughs> 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 I didn't. I wasn't. I no. I have. I no. I I don't. Not sex. You have not admission
4: to having sex with him. Okay, fair.
1: No, but when I met him, I, there, I had an intense want. F- I wanted him to like take a shining to me. Right. Does that
4: make sense? I do know what you mean. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he didn't. And I think that kind of hurt.
4: Sure, sure. Okay, I get what you're saying. Wow.
1: But also, I got some alone time with him, and it was pretty weird.
4: Wait, why was it weird? This is huge. It this is huge no, info. No, it wasn't.
1: It wasn't weird. It was just like, because it was me and him and Sam Talent, and somehow we were just by ourselves. And he was talking to us about how Mike Tyson punched him one time. I was like, "This is the weirdest fucking moment in your life." life. Yeah, it was. It was fucking really. Oh no! And then also, so this was we did this show that didn't come out, or maybe it did come out. I don't know, but. (laughs)
4: That's so baller that you have no idea if it ever came out or not. Like, that's really cool. Well, No,
1: you know, people were there. Everybody. yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. Bunch of people were Rosebud. There. Yeah. Rosebud was there. Shane was there. But anyways, me and Will Smith, we hooked up. There was like this machine that you would hook it up to stuff and then play it like beats. And me and Will Smith hooked, hooked these little clamps up to Sam Talents nipples <gasps> and then played like beats on his nipples. And that is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me I think
4: this is a definitely a dear and Wilson exclusive
2: dear Owen Wilson exclusive
4: this is the the <laughs> shots heard around the world this is one of the biggest um breaking news stories to have ever been on this show clamping Santon's nipples with Will Smith uh making beats to them wow and if I could have just been there I would have been I would have died happily.
1: It was pretty incredible. Also, he smells amazing. Oh,
4: my God. That's what I imagined in my head that he smells amazing.
1: He smells as good as you think. It's like, it's it's pretty nuts.
4: And correct me if I am wrong, David. He seems to be, and I have been wrong many times. (laughs) He seems to be very down to earth. He has like a very down to earth aura about him.
1: Uh yeah, he he, he 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 was like so charming that it was like incredible. Like he, I don't know how to explain it. Like he was just so fucking charming. He remembered everything that he was supposed to about you the second time that you saw it's so like you'd meet him once and then the second time he'd see you he'd be like oh what's up David does your mom still like
4: Gary Payton or like whatever one Oh my god thing. that's like, such yeah. a charming that's such a charming quality wow
1: yeah it was very impressive it was very very impressive so down to earth isn't what I would say but just amazing
4: <gasps> Amazing! That's what I love to hear about my will. Oh dear. So okay. Wow. God, can I'm stunned. You, can, yeah, please. Can I ask you a
1: question. Ask me what anything. Your, what is your favorite Will Smith vehicle?
4: God, I don't know. Like, I love that I recently rewatched the Bad Boys trilogy with my parents during quarantine. That was pretty spectacular. Obviously. <laughs> Uh, Fresh Prince was um a huge formative show. Maybe one of the best sitcoms of all time. Um, in my life, I loved it. I loved his wild antics, always getting into trouble. Um, probably foreshadowed uh, the type of men that I would choose later on in my life. But yeah, I don't know. Like I loved um Hitch. You know, I liked I like every I'll watch everything he does. I'm a I love him. That's the truth.
1: So there's no, but there's not like a top. Do you ever go into like his super artsy stuff? Or are you ever like, oh, let me watch Six Degrees of Separation.
4: Dude, that's one of my favorite movies. Uh, Independence Day, iRobot, Pursuit of Happiness, all these incredible. I haven't watched the one that he won the Oscar for about him playing um, the Williams sisters. Um, Oh, you
1: haven't watched King Richard?
4: No, I got to watch King Richard. I haven't watched it.
1: You know the one that I haven't watched Is uh, the one the one where he's that African doctor Because I just don't want to hear him do that
4: <laughs> I, I haven't seen that either
1: Nobody saw it
4: <laughs> Wow, Will Smith Not to deter us, but it's okay This show, I love the tangents we take That's what uh, the special sauce is Along with friendship um, David, do you ever wish you were British like Jeffrey? No uh no not not, not
1: really they I don't like their attitude, really, in what way? i I don't know they I, they do this thing where like, I think anybody who has like a crazy sense of like propriety, like they invented society. that's like, gee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every anybody who has like an overblown sense of propriety, I don't think I I I ever mix well with. Right. And like, and they and they just feel like rude. Like when I went to London, I just, they weren't that. Like I don't know. I just don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't
4: want to be. There. <laughs> okay, the answer is no, folks. David Bory does not wish he was British. Dear Owen Wilson, exclusive.
2: Dear Owen Wilson, exclusive. <laughs>
4: I did go to London last August, um, and I did have the fish and chips and mashed peas. It was okay.
1: I think their food is bad. I think their culture is overrated. I mean, I went to Westminster Abbey. That was cool. And I saw London Bridge and Big Ben. Like, that stuff was cool. But, like, the food was, come on. You eat beans for breakfast? You guys are nerds. (laughs)
4: Yeah, I wouldn't say the food was incredible or anything. I like the stuff. They have really good Indian food in London. Um, I liked the Indian food there.
1: That's what I heard, and I didn't eat it. I was only there for three days, four days. And I didn't eat any because I was like, I have to get all the I have to go to a pub and get fish and chips and this and that. And then I was like, shit, uh.
4: Yeah, I think I went to the wrong pub. I went on like the last day I was there and they gave me a single like fish strip for fish and chips. And I was like, you think this is gonna fill me up? You think this is gonna wow me? No.
1: Do you think that do you think that they thought they tried to play you out because you were an American?
4: Maybe they maybe they were like fuck this bitch she gets one little tiny fish strip. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so there's like she can't handle she can't handle the strips.
4: <laughs> no, look, you serving me anything less than three strips, I'm offended. Okay, I could take down six strips with my eyes closed.
1: Yeah, I like a whole strips basket.
4: Yeah, I want a basket of strips. Okay? I want a basket of fish and chips. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> um okay well David, according to Lucian Wickles, Jeffrey played Gonzalo in Shakespeare's The Tempest in 2016. So actually I guess that was Joseph Marcel, not Jeffrey Butler from <laughs> Fresh Prince. But do you, David Bory, Silent G, have any desire to do a Shakespeare play?
1: So this is dog. This is so crazy that you said that in eighth grade, in my drama class, we did the Tempest and I was Prospero, Prospero, Prospero. Yeah. And so, yeah. And it was like, uh, that's so funny because yeah, I was also in the Tempest and it was good. I remember they, it was like, did you ever have in drama class where they brought everybody like other classes would come watch your play?
4: I never had drama class, which is so sad because like I didn't ever know anything about that.
1: Oh, well, I'm sorry. You would have excelled, I
4: think. They don't have that in Orange County. They don't have culture there. <laughs> they don't
1: have drama
4: class. <laughs> they don't they don't have art class or drama class there.
1: That's so funny.
4: <laughs> Wait, so did you like it? Like was was it
1: fun? Ah I- I did. So here's what happened. I liked it. It was a very complicated class for me. I was just a boy coming of age. Sure. Uh, This girl tried to fight me. What? Why? Yeah. uh, Okay. So her name was Shelby Ava Ava, and she threw the shot put. And the big thing is, do you guys, do you know who Marcus Sopo is? No. He was a court. He was like a second string quarterback for the Raiders for a while, uh-huh. but he's from Washington State, uh-huh. and he was a big deal there because he was like a big high school and college quarterback. And she was his cousin, and she like something happened. It's so the really the first time this ever happened. I called her a bitch, and then she threatened <laughs> to fight me, and I think she could have at the time. <laughs> so that happened, and then it was the first time I saw uh, a, a a girl with her pants off was in theater because i guess they just do that what? crazy yeah and then we did that play like and we in had to, class well like because we were changing in between oh
4: sure oh cool big moment
1: it was a big moment and then also we did that play and we had to do it uh, they had brought other classes in in the daytime to to watch and one class had a bunch of football players and i was so because i didn't know that that was gonna happen right and I did the play, but then I saw them after school, and they were all really cool about it.
4: Oh, thank God. Well, it's just because you have so much sheer charisma that they were even taken by your performance.
1: Also Shakespeare, you know? My man Billy Shakes did the words. I just acted them.
4: Well, that's humble of you, but yeah, I get what <laughs> you're saying. Um, Whoa, that's really cool. That's cool that you got to do drama. Like, I had no experience. I don't think... when I was, like, literally never came in contact with the stage until like my first open mic
1: well that's that's so that's the only time i took drama other than that
4: (laughs) because you did you have a choice to do that or no
1: yeah in eighth grade that was an eighth grade in elective but in in ninth grade on we had
4: like this bullshit secret football p.e class Oh, oh, I had one of those for us. It was called fitness class and it was only girls and we did nothing but walk around the school and then all you had to do to get an A was um wear the outfit. That was the only thing you had to do.
1: See, that's cooler. Ours was called I think it was like called strength and conditioning 2 or something weird like that, but somehow it was it was last period and it was only football players. So it was like extra, like, it, like you. We'd like run play, like run plays in the gym and stuff. It was like real, very sketchy.
4: I think we had that at my school too, because it was like a big football school. We, ha- I remember that's that. that's the
1: thing. We weren't even a football school. We weren't that
4: good. Oh, okay. Well, they just like you then. I guess so. Um, wow, God, I learned so much about you. Podcasts are incredible. What an incredible medium. Um we really have
1: covered a lot of grass.
4: <laughs> yeah, we have. Okay, well, God, it's just too fun. Um, my last question, we do a segment here at Dear and Wilson's show, the headquarters where called Fan on the Street. Fan on the Street. where we ask our guests if they have a fun um, celebrity anecdote to tell. You did already regale us with probably the best one ever, but i do you have any other ones to share? Maybe a quick one, a fun one?
1: Uh, so, uh, oh, this one's close to you, I think. Tim, Tim Heidecker thought I was Ron Funches once, I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
4: That's cool.
1: <laughs> no, he was being very rude.
4: <laughs> oh, he was rude? What did he say?
1: Well, I think he thought that I was, it was the first time I ever did Bridgetown. So probably like 10 years ago. And I think he thought I was Ron because I, we were waiting for the shuttle to go to shows and he was like a few too many hundred comedians on this thing, right? <gasps> I mean, they don't, I mean, he's like, he's like, I get why we're here, but <gasps> what do they have all these first year comics for? Oh and my I was God. like, a, I was like a first year comic and I was just like, yeah, that's, oh my crazy. God.
4: that's so mean.
1: And I just assumed I, I assumed it must have. I, I assumed it was Ron that he thought I was. I couldn't think of any. I don't know who else he would have thought I was. So we
4: were shading Ron and my boy David.
1: Well, no, I think he thought because Ron was like known and stuff then.
4: Oh, so okay. I think
1: he was sh- shading everybody else.
4: Oh my God! Sorry, I just got so confused amongst the story so many times. Um,
1: it's okay. You did great.
4: I've never met Tim Heidecker. <laughs> Well,
1: me me either ha- officially.
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that that one was. I don't know what to say about that. I wish you wouldn't have said that.
1: I. It's too late.
4: <laughs> You're right. It is too late. Um. But I had the time of my life with you, David. When are you coming back here? I ask you this all the time. I know.
1: I always say I'm going to be back. Uh, I think that I'm going to be, hold on. I can give you one day that I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back there on uh, September the, hold on.
4: Oh, my God. Um, Not for two months. Wow. Wow. I really got to visit Denver. I say that to you also every day. You just
1: got to come. It's because I'm a Denver guy now. LA, it just wasn't for me.
4: I'm jealous. I want to be a Denver guy. I've never done comedy in Denver before.
1: It's the best. I know, I know. I don't know what day I'm going to be there, but I'm going to be there sometime in September because Ian Carmel is getting married, and then I'm just going to stay for like a week.
4: Hell yeah. All right. Cool. Maybe we'll go hogging.
1: We can go hogging. (laughs)
4: David, well, thanks for coming on. It's just, uh, you're the light of my life. We all love you.
1: Love you too. Thanks for having me. This is so fun.
4: Yeah, enjoy Canada, pal.
1: I'll do my best.
4: (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.
2: Right Rug Flooring.